0: Welcome to the Untangling Life Podcast with Rachel Wojo. I'm Rachel, and this podcast is where you'll find the space to clear your head and calm your heart. I'm so glad you're here. Make yourself at home. Well, hey there, and welcome to the Untangling Life Podcast. I'm Rachel, and this is episode 42. This week, we have a special show for you. I am reading the story of Christmas from the Bible, just like my dad used to do every year as I was growing up. We're beginning in Luke 1, and we will read Luke 1 and Luke 2 together from the NIV. Many have undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us, just as they were handed down to us by those who from the first were eyewitnesses and servants of the word. With this in mind, since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I too decided to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may know the certainty of the things you have been taught. In the time of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zachariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife Elizabeth was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly, but they were childless because Elizabeth was not able to conceive, and they were both very old. Once when Zachariah's division was on duty and he was serving as priest before God, he was chosen by lot according to the custom of the priesthood to go into the temple and burn incense. And when the time for the burning of incense came, all the assembled worshipers were praying outside. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zachariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zachariah. Your prayer has been heard. Oh, I love that part. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. He will be a joy and delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. The angel said to him, I am Gabriel, I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and tell you this good news, and now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens, because you did not believe my words which will come true at their appointed time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zachariah and wondering why he stayed so long in the temple. When he came out, he could not speak to them. They realized he had seen a vision in the temple, but he kept making signs to them, but remained unable to speak. When his time of service was completed, he returned home. After this, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and for five months remained in seclusion. The Lord has done this for me, she said. In these days he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace among the people. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who is said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail a beautiful promise in the middle of the Christmas story, isn't it? Verse 38, I am the Lord's servant. Mary answered, may your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. And at that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zachariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all the generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned home. When it was time for Elizabeth to have her baby, she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown her great mercy, and they shared her joy. On the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child, and they were going to name him after his father, Zachariah. But his mother spoke up and said, No, he is to be called John. They said to her, There is no one among your relatives who has that name. Then they made signs to his father to find out what he would like to name the child. He asked for a writing tablet, and to everyone's astonishment, he wrote, His name is John. Immediately, his mouth was opened and his tongue set free, and he began to speak, praising God. All the neighbors were filled with awe, and throughout the whole country of Judea, people were talking about all these things. Everyone who heard this wondered about it, asking, what then is this child going to be? For the Lord's hand was with him. His father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied. The oath he swore to our father Abraham to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the most high for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven, to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the path of peace. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, and he lived in the wilderness until he appeared publicly to Israel. And now we are at Luke 2, the birth of Jesus. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone round them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. And this is usually the point where my dad would stop reading in the Bible the story of the birth of Jesus. And in fact, looking back on it now, I remember he only read Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 21, but I wanted to read Luke 1 and 2 with you today in order to prepare our hearts for the beautiful birth of Jesus that we celebrate on Christmas Day this week. I have something else on the show today that I wanted to share with you, and I'm so excited to share this. My husband is quite the poet, and he has written a poem called The Divine Appointment. This poem is so special to me because it is written from the perspective of Joseph. What a unique way to look at this story. I think that I haven't heard myself as many sermons over the years on Joseph's part of the Christmas story. And so I share with you today a poem by my husband, Matthew Wojnarowski, titled The Divine Appointment. Long ago in the days of old, the world longed for the next advent. Through years of silence, the prophets foretold of a virgin birth and savior sent. When a man named Joseph from a royal line pledged to marry his espoused wife, soon to receive a message divine, news to forever change his life. For she was with child, how could it be? His world upturned, his heart was torn, and secretly chose to set her free. To keep her from shame and public scorn. A voice was heard from a heavenly host saying, Don't be afraid, for all is well, for she's with child through the Holy Ghost, and within her is the one called Emmanuel. Many doubts and questions filled his mind why the father chose him to be the one to take on the role to which he was assigned and be the stepfather to God's son. With a humble heart he learned to love a special child placed under his care, God in the flesh from heaven above, the sin of the world one day would bear. The events of his life he now could see, with trials and detours along the way, this earthly task his calling would be, for heaven had prepared him for this day. Throughout the annals of time and space, it wasn't by chance on that Christmas morn that Joseph was given his rightful place to raise the Son, our Savior born. Sent to the world at the Father's command, the Son of God left his heavenly throne to the promised care of the carpenter's hand, the greatest Father the world has ever known. A special thank you to my husband for allowing me to share his beautiful poetry. I pray that each of you have a wonderful Christmas season. And if you're listening after Christmas, God bless your new year. Thank you for being a part of the Untangling Life podcast. I appreciate you more than you could know. And remember, until next time, God sees you and knows your need. Thank you for listening to the Untangling Life Podcast with Rachel Wojo. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, be sure to subscribe. For show notes and free resources, visit rachelwojo.com. See you again soon.